Hey everyone, I'm Sean. And I'm Tiff. Today on The Random Division, we are talking about... The... Our favorite movies, the best movies, from 2010 to now. Yes. We're talking movies from the decade. Movies of the decade. Yes. Uh, before we jump in, can we do some housekeeping? Yeah, please. Okay. So, um, just some quick plugs. Please. It is the season of giving. Yeah. So... Give your friends this podcast by telling them about us and tell them to listen to us. Uh, If you want to give to us a review would be great. Uh, We have a new review. Oh, no. From who? From Tim, who is our, (laughs) I think he's our number one fan. He might even be, uh, we might have to hire him to be our marketer. Um, He is a a friend of the pod. He says, love the back and forth between Sean and Tiff. Both great people and love hearing their take on the latest, on the last decade during the begin, beginning of season two, I might have started watching The Bachelor and Bachelorette so that I can keep listening. Thank you, Tim. Very nice of you. That was very nice. Yes. Charitable, um, even. And yeah, very charitable. So appreciate it. He gave us five stars and a rating. And you can do it, too. Just have to open up. When you first started, when you first started by saying that if everybody could just give something, I was thinking you were going to say give to Wikipedia. Because you could do that too. I I've been using Wikipedia a lot while researching for this, and it's been reminding me that they need money every year. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So give to Wikipedia. It, using it a lot. Two dollars and sixty-seven cents, guys. That's all they're asking for. Yeah, it could go go a long way. It's a cup of coffee. Exactly. Really, you know. Um, and if you want to follow us in other places, you can find us on Spotify, on any other podcast device. Um, or tool that you might use and listen to podcasts on. Yeah, we're not elitist. You don't have to have Spotify to listen to us. No, you don't. That's not really elitist. Is that elitist? I guess. Some people were telling me that because they didn't pay for Spotify, they couldn't listen to it on mobile. Yeah, but then they just, then they they can just find it on whatever else. Well, that just makes it more challenging. They don't want to use their work computer to listen to my podcast. Yeah. I'm trying to help my friends cheat the work system by listening to us during the day. Ah, okay. Well, they can listen on Anchor. I think Anchor is probably not blocked, although that's on their computer too. Um, but it's on, on Apple Podcasts now. And it's on Apple. It's yeah. always been on Apple Podcasts. That's what I'm so saying. Just listen on Apple Podcasts. Rate, review us. Um, follow us on Instagram, The Random Division. And email us with any thoughts at therandomdivisionpod at gmail.com. Uh, it's an empty inbox, so it's a challenge. First first email will be read on the pod. <laughs> uh, I think that's it, right? Yeah. Anything else? No, I think we should really tighten it up. Keep Let's it nice it. and short Here and we sweet. Go. Let's talk about movies. Um, so we're going to just kind of wander about and talk about uh, the last decade of movies. Um, we're going to give our top five or our favorite Five movies from the past decade like we did on the tv episode um and we would encourage you to go back and listen to those podcasts as well but before just to kind of warm up because we haven't done this in a little bit we had our a little bit of a hiatus um i thought we could just kind of quickly go through the movie award winners and the highest grossing movie from each from each year of this decade so that you know just to get us going and maybe we talk about some movies and then we can talk about our favorite five. 
Sound good? Yeah. Okay. You Are you okay? You look a little distressed. I'm worried that this cord is in between my legs, and I'm afraid that when I hit it, it's going to make a sound. Oh, I think you're okay. You sure? Yeah, you're all right. All right, well, you'll know when you're editing it. Yeah, we'll, we'll be good. Just don't rattle it around. Well, maybe I shouldn't. I'm going to scoot Ooh, over here. All right, get yourself situated. Okay. The things you should have done. All right, here we go. Uh, so 2010. Yes. The Oscar winner was The King's Speech. Have you seen it? Yeah, and so, okay. I have a feeling that I have a feeling none of my picks are Oscar winners. Surprise, surprise. That's fine. I don't think I don't think my taste in movies is should be trusted by anybody except people who are similar to me. Well, I'm just. This is a disclaimer, Sean. I, you know. (laughs) People are going to read the description of this episode and they're going to think, oh, they're going to talk about the best movies from the last decade and then they're going to hear my top five and they're going to go, well, that, that is terrible. All of those Rotten Tomato scores are at least, are, are at the best 60%. Okay. Okay. I wasn't, I was just trying to get us going so we could talk about movies. So let's start with the King's Speech. King's Speech. We Did saw you see it. it? Oh, wait, we weren't together. No, I this, did, is pr- this is pre-us. <laughs> I did see it. Yep, with some other man, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. King's Speech was very good. I liked it. Um, not a big fan of like those old school period pieces, but that was, a good, that was a good movie. And it was also kind of interesting watching a little bit of The Crown, how The Crown, the TV show on Netflix, kind of blends into it. But King's Speech was the Oscar winner. The Golden Globe winners, because they have two, um, they have like a drama and then a comedy musical, was The Social Network, and then Kids Are All Right. Yep. Uh, which are two very good movies. And the highest grossing movie was Toy Story 3. Worldwide, I it. it made $1.06 billion. I believe it. Uh, 2011, The Artist was the Oscar winner. Don't remember, old, don't remember that like an, It looked, it was made, it was like a 1920s era um, black and white film, um, also a comedy, uh, maybe even a little, I don't know if it was a musical. Um, wow. It was I, the only one on this list that I had to go back and kind of remind myself so that I could. It va- give, sounds give vaguely familiar, the yep. fact that it's in black and white. Yep. Um, the Descendants and The Artist were the Golden Globe winners. Descendants was George Clooney in Hawaii. Yes, I did see that. Um, highest grossing was Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Yep. Which earned $1.3 billion. 2012, Argo. Yep. Was the uh, Oscar winner, and it also won the Golden Globe for Best Drama. And Les Mis was the winner of the uh, musical comedy Yes, I saw both of those yes. in the theater. Les Mis. What do you think of Les Mis? Of course. I enjoyed Les Mis. Okay. Even with um, Anne Hathaway in it, singing? Didn't enjoy Anne Hathaway as much. And Russell Crowe? Was Russell Crowe the other one? Russell Crowe was fine to me. All right. And Avengers was the highest grossing with $1.5 billion. Um, 2013, 12 Years a Slave. Yep. We went to the theater to see that as well. Which we saw together. Yep. Um, And that also won the Golden Globe for Best Drama. And American Hustle was the best comedy musical saw that as well which we saw the theaters too we saw both of those in the theater yeah um, we're gonna notice a trend here i liked american hustle i really liked yeah, it that too. was a really good movie um and then frozen one uh 
one highest grossing. We're noticing a pattern here. $1.2 billion. What's the pattern you're noticing? The highest grossing Toy Story, uh, Avengers, Harry Potter, Harry Potter Frozen. Frozen. These are movies that appeal to kids as well. Yeah. 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 And they're also movies that can sell a lot of toys. Yep. Uh, 2014, Birdman. Yep, we saw that. Um, very, very strange, different movie. I love Michael Keaton. And then Boyhood. Was I did the not Golden see that. Globe. You didn't see Boyhood? No, I think you. I think you had me try to. I think you wanted me to watch that, and then I kept falling asleep. Oh, okay. Um, I saw it in theaters. Was without me? I don't know. I think you were with me. What? Yeah, I saw it at Kendall Square down in Cambridge. Did I fall asleep in Kendall Square? I don't think so. Maybe I saw it with. Maybe I saw it with. Uh, maybe I, I might have seen it with some with. Uh, Another girlfriend. The Amentas. Ah. With the Amentas. And then Grand Budapest Grand Budapest Hotel was best Golden Globe comedy or musical. Didn't see it, but I wanted Very to see it. Movie. I Very wanted good. to see it because it looked Obviously. like my kind of my kind of film. Uh, 2015 Spotlight. Mm. Spotlight. Spotlight. And. Then the Golden Globes were The Revenant and The Martian. The Revenant with Leo. I never saw that movie. I never saw The Martian either. Uh, did we see The Martian? I never saw The Martian. Nope. Wait, haven't read the book. The Revenant was the one with the where he ate the moose or something. Didn't <laughs> he eat a heart? He. Uh, there was a scene with a bear. A moose he heart. A bear, Ooh. not a moose. I think he climbs inside of a yeah. something with a bear. Not a moose though. I think we watched that movie with your brother. I don't think I've Revenant. Ever seen the Revenant. I don't know. I'd want to phone in Ryan Melia and ask because yeah. I feel like he knows. Uh, the highest grossing from 2014, which I missed, was Transformers, the year that Boyhood and Birdman, they, they made at $1.1 billion. And then 2015, Star Wars The Force Awakens earned $2 billion. Of course. I mean, like, this is, so these are just money. like money, money maker home runs. Yep. 2016, Moonlight. Was the Oscar winner and the Golden Globe winner, and La La Land was the musical. That was the year people remember when La La Land was announced as the winner. Yeah, because they were all up on stage and had to be told that they actually didn't win, and that Moonlight won because they were read the wrong. Yeah, they were handed the wrong, uh, the wrong card, and that was a whole funny scene. Captain America: Civil War um, was the highest grossing with one point one billion. Shape of Water. Don't remember it. I had didn't, so the last three Oscar-winning movies I have not seen. Uh, Moonlight I never saw. Shape of Water I never saw. Um, three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. <gasps> you didn't see that. I did see that. I'm saying the last three Oscar movies I didn't see. Three Billboards won the Golden Globe. Yeah. And Lady Bird also won the Golden Globe, which I saw, and I loved. I liked both of those movies. Three Billboards is a little bit overrated. Well, it's it's a disappointing film. You get through it, and you expect there to be some sort of fin- ending to it, and there's really not a clear ending. And it's it's completely unsatisfying film. It's very emotionally charged, and it's unsatisfying at the end. It's actually a complete waste of time. But I guess I I guess in as in real life. The story, you know, if everyone, anyone knows roughly the plot line of the film, it sort of lends itself to being, I guess, somewhat accurate. <laughs> like in life, there's a lot of similar stories that are also completely unresolved. Yeah, right. 
no so closures. that's just sort of like the reality of the film. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I, I didn't enjoy it. I was, well, in the end I was actually was... angry at that. I remember I watched that on the way home from Paris on the plane and I looked at you and I was like, so angry. Oh, that's right. Cause I watched it by myself. Yeah. You had already seen it. Yeah. I think I watched that in Lady Bird during a chunk of time. Yeah. So Lady don't Bird watch that one if you don't want to be mad at the people who made it. Um, yes. Okay. Lady Bird. Did you see Lady Bird? Um, no. Yeah, Lady Bird is, is pretty great. Uh, and then Star Wars earned $1.3 billion. That's the highest grossing movie. And finally, last year, Green Book mm-hmm. won the Oscar, which I did not see. And then Golden Globe was Bohemian Rhapsody, which I also did not see. Oh, yeah. We had a lot and of Green biopics. Book, yeah, and Green Book won for Best Comedy Slash Musical. Avengers Infinity War earned $2 billion, and this last year, there have been no awards given out yet for movies this year, but Avengers Endgame has already earned $2 billion. Um, So in the last two years, the Avengers movies have made $4 billion worldwide. Yeah, smart. That's pretty pretty amazing. So that's the rundown of the the year, or of the decade, um, of just the awards. Um, I will, I will say, I believe there is one movie from that list on my list. Do you yeah. have any movies on this list? On uh, so, no. No, great. I don't. Okay. As predicted. I um, did, I did have them on my lit, my initial list cause I did a whittling down. Yep. So I did have some of those on my initial list, but I ended up not selecting them as my actual top five so i i was i was thinking about just we don't really we've talked about this before on here but we we don't necessarily go and see a lot of movies anymore um do you like going to see movies in the theater i do well okay i used to and you would think i would enjoy it even more now because there are all these modern comforts Mm mm-hmm uh, movie theaters nowadays, they have like these lazy boy recliners and you get to reserve your seat in advance online and, you know, it's, they make it you very, you can get a beer, you can have a glass of wine, you can just really lounge like you're in your own living room. But I think the older I get, the more irritated I grow with, um, shared human experience. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, so, go on. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, and this is just how I know that I'm too old. It's going to a theater and then having to hope that there's no asshole in the movie theater with you. Meaning that when there's a quiet moment or when it's, uh, you know, when there's a dramatic scene that somebody's not going to shout something out or make some kind of exasperated cry or even start sobbing in the movie theater because that really gets me down. I just want everyone to quietly experience the movie together, laugh at the appropriate times, and it be a collective experience that isn't disruptive in any way. And it just seems like that's not always the case. Oh, that's... See, my... So you just don't like when people 
um, react to the movie. No, I like the reaction differently than they're supposed to. I I was really hesitant to bring this up. No, so because I think it's just like people have their phones out or that's also talk to each other or Mm -hmm. they're just like they're treated like they're in their living room instead of in a space that they're sharing with people. That is also part of it. It that is also part of it, but I guess it's yeah, that I would say is the number one buzzkill for me is just people being a distraction. But sometimes people can be a distraction by just laughing at something that's not funny. I don't know. Like, there are just, just read the room and experience it like you're in public. Don't experience it like you're in your living room. Yeah. Is that your, okay, so that's the Tiffany get off my lawn moment of this episode. Yes. <laughs> okay. But um, other than that, like, I do, I do enjoy going to see a movie theater, movie, a movie in the movie theater. Okay. Yeah. Favorite ca- movie candy? My favorite movie candy? Yeah. Oh man, it's evolved over time. Okay. Over- you can walk us through the evolution. You can give us the end. You can give us the beginning and the end. All the phases oh, in between. I will tell you. <laughs> when I was a seventh grade girl, at the Shackers Theater in Springfield, Ohio, I really liked those um, cookie dough bites. Remember oh, those? Wow. I loved those. Did they come refrigerated? I have they- no idea. Probably not. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> okay, so they. Were, do you remember what I'm talking I do about? Those. They came I, in a yellow they, box. They were, yeah, and I, I don't think I ever bought them. So I loved those. Okay. I also was obsessed with Junior Mints. I think Junior Mints was my solid movie candy throughout most of junior high and high school. Okay. Um, and then nowadays it's kind of like, I could go for a Sour Patch Kid. Mm-hmm. Can't eat too many of them though. Gives me a tummy ache. Yeah, and my, it hurts my mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best, the best one is just uh, I think the tried and true Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces, okay. Or Reese's Pieces, Reese's depending Pieces. on what part of the country you're from. <laughs> huh? Okay. I um, I'm gonna answer my own question. Yes, please do. Um, I think I would go with either peanut M and M's if I'm in like a chocolate mm-hmm. mood. Or Swedish fish. Mm, I do like Are, a good Swedish fish, but they two. stick to your teeth like crazy, yeah, though. Then you just, you know, you, you know how you get that sugar out? You take a nice big sip of fountain soda. Ooh, fountain Coca Cola. Fountain Coke. Liquid cocaine. Yep. So um, good. If you don't, if you don't, and the buttery popcorn. You beer. Do you get butter on your popcorn? I'm not really a popcorn at the movies person. Like, mm. I, I know you'll get it, and so I'll help you eat it, but if I'm on my own or I have my. My pick, I wouldn't, I don't really get popcorn. Well, nowadays you can get fancy things like brie and I know chicken fingers. Shrimp cocktail. Yeah. And then there's theaters like um, the Black Hawk in New York. I think that's what it's called. Um, where you just like, there's servers who bring you food throughout the movie or there's, they do different nights where they'll do a set course of, of uh, a set course based on the movie you're watching and. I would say Swedish Fish is a Simple Man and Peanut M&M's. Um, Those are... I do like that you can get that beer and wine and that kind of thing is... Because that was not a thing when we were growing up. Totally. Like our parents could not bring us to a movie and have a beer and just kind of sit with us. That didn't work. My mom just sat and fell asleep when we'd go see the movies. That was like her nap time. 
<laughs> my mom paid eight dollars for a nap. <laughs> I'm surprised that your mom actually sat through the movie with you. My mom would just be like, "All right, here you go. I'll oh, yeah. pick you up when you're done." <laughs> yeah, I my mom would. My mom would go into the movies with us. I had zero supervision. Um, do you have, as you think about this decade, any actors or actresses that stand out as just kind of the most important in whatever way you see them? Uh, like any, any, just are there any actors that stand out in your mind that will kind of that own the decade? Oh, uh, ooh, that's tough because I don't really think about this last decade as a as a decade. And and movies. Well, won't. I'm glad we're doing this. <laughs> that's not what I meant. I mean, like if you were to ask me that, I would say like Matthew McConaughey. Okay, but that's, I wrote him he's down. he's probably more early two thousands. Yeah, but he had a little. I mean, that, and and he also kind of dabbled in TV and was in. Um, he was in True Detective, True Detective and, yeah. and stuff. I wrote him down as as one of my when I when I was just kind of. I mean, laughing. any of those Marvel people. But they, but I wouldn't say they own. Like, we're not going to look back and think. You can't even name any of them, right? Because I didn't watch any of those movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also don't think any of them are. Maybe um, Downey Jr. as Iron Man would yeah. be like the one because he had cross. Out. He like cross genre. He was in other things other than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. Christian Bale was another one I wrote down. What was he in besides a TV show? Christian what? Bale? Yeah, what was he in? Christian Bale what was movies? in Vice. He was in The Big Short. Oh, I forgot him in The Big Short. Um, was he, he in was Dick? In... Or not Dick. What's that movie? Vice. Vice. He, was in, he won a Golden Globe for Vice. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, he's been in a bunch of, a bunch of stuff. Tom Hanks, maybe? Ah, oh, though that he's no. more early two thousands. Yeah, he's not. He hasn't really been in much. Uh oh, what about um? Ooh, what's that girl's name? Rachel McAdams. Okay. Yep. What, For sure. Was that count? What What year did uh Wedding Crashers come out? Before two thousand ten. See, I I think all of my actor and actress res- references are going to be pr- prior to t- two thousand ten. Yeah. Like when I think of who might own a decade, it was a struggle for me to come up with movies. Really. Yeah. So Christian Bale was in Ford vs. Ferrari, which which just came out. He was Batman. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. He, so he was in all of those. And he was in the big short. He was in Vice. Um, so he was one that just popped into my mind as a person who kind of is in a lot of stuff. Leo. Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. Oh, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio, for sure. And Joaquin Phoenix was another one. Oh, Joaquin. Yeah, he kind of like disappeared for a little bit. He did. He he had some stuff to work through, but he was in Her. Yep. He was just the Joker. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it, though. Yeah, I think he's been in some other stuff, too. This Mm. is where people are yelling at us. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. If you are a movie file, or what do they call it? Cinephile? Cinephile. You probably shouldn't listen to us right now. Why would you say that? Because we're going to annoy everyone with how little we can recall. No, because everyone can recall the stuff that matters to them. And that's how this this whole thing works when you're trying to remember 10 years of of information. Um, Joaquin Phoenix has been in a bunch of stuff in this decade. Mm. Um, Ben Affleck has... Ben Affleck, Matt Damon. Yeah. yeah. Any actresses that stand out, though? We're all, this is very male-heavy here. I, Jennifer Lawrence popped, came to my mind. Jennifer Lawrence, She's for sure. She's been in a ton of stuff, and a ton of different stuff. 
and she's also just kind of been the age where she oh. can play. You know, I can only recall two movies that she's been in, but both were wildly different. Margot Robbie. Yeah, so what has she been in that you can remember? Uh, the Wolf on Wall Street. Yep. And I, Tanya. Okay, she was also in The Big Short for a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, she that's right. She played herself. <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't count. Way. And she was also just in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, right? that's right. She w- I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, neither have I, but she was in it. And so that's not a bad one. Um, and she was in that Will Smith movie about the con man that we didn't see either, that some people liked and some people didn't, but she was in there. Yeah, well. she's kind of had a moment this the last eight years. A lot of redheads, a lot of redheads this decade. Jennifer, Jessica Chastain. Oh, Jessica Chastain. Um, Julianne Moore had a pretty great decade. She came back. Emma Stone. Is she oh, a Emma, Emma Stone is definitely of... Emma Stone and that girl that I always confuse her with, the one who sings... Amy, nope. What's her name? Amy Adams. She sing. Uh, she was in a movie where she sang, but I can't remember what it Pitch was. Pitch Perfect. She had another good. She in Pitch Perfect. Amy Adams. No, Who that's is McK- that's uh, Anna I, Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Anna Kendrick is the last ten ten years for yep. sure. She is of the decade. Yeah, and she's and just, Emma Stone. Yeah, because Anna Kendrick has also just kind of been in like TV. She's in ads. She's very present. She's very cute. So, okay. So I guess those are the people that stand out to me. Obviously you have like the older actors who are just like in a Brad Pitt's and a bunch of stuff. Right. Mission Impossible. More thinking about. Yeah. There was a couple. Yep. That's Tom Cruise. That's Tom Cruise, Uh not Brad Pitt. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. Let's get to our five. Let's just, let's just do it. We've rambled on. Okay. Five minutes here. So we're just going to go through, we're going to go five through one. Um, before we start, what were your, how did, what was your process for figuring out this? Because so, it, it was, I found it very challenging. This was a really tough one for me. And you'll notice that by my list because my list, I don't think the movies that are on my list, except for maybe one would make anybody's top five. That's great. That's a, this is this fantastic. Okay. I love it. All right. Great. This should be. So Tiffany's I have list. a lot of honorable mentions as yeah, well. Yeah, so do I. So Which my we process can do after because we might have some in common. Yeah. So um, okay. So my process was that I just went through good old Wikipedia and the internet uh, history and just said, "All right, I want to know every movie that came out in theaters in 2010." And I read through the entire list and I jotted some down that I had seen. Have to have seen them. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And and then I was like, okay, 2010, over. Now 2011, let's go through every movie that made it to theaters. So I was really only focusing on the movies that made it to theaters. And then after that, I went through, which I ended up with a so list no of Netflix, like... no Netflix? No, no Netflix. No. Netflix. Okay. no. So after that, I ended up with a movie... Actually, one of them might be Netflix. I'll come back to that. Um, after that, I came back and just said, okay... Now, of these, which ones did I really enjoy enough to buy the DVD? Which is saying something. Or enough to rewatch multiple times. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have to, it has to be rewatchable. So. Or like a stop on cable if it's on and watch for 20 minutes because there's a great scene. Or e- exactly. You can watch the last hour because you want to watch the last hour. Exactly. So the rewatchable component eliminated a lot of movies mm-hmm. for me. 
Um, and then I just went through and I highlighted those. So what's tough right now is that I have a list pretty much in chronological order and I'm not quite sure how to rank them. Great. But I'm going to kind of wing it and just do it on the fly. That's okay. If, right. you, if you don't want to rank them, you can just... No, can no, just... I can do I can. Right. I can rank them. Do you want to, you want me to go first with my number five? Yes, please do. So my process was kind of similar to yours. I did not go through Wikipedia and uh, scroll through all the movie releases from each year. That is a Herculean effort. Good job. I, I <clears throat> sat and made a list and went through and looked at the award winners just to kind of jog my memory. Um, and then I also just tried to think about different genres because one thing we both commented on in our TV podcast was we were drawn towards comedies so i was trying to create a list that had well i was drawn towards drama sorry, we were drawn towards com- towards dramas and away from comedies we didn't really have any comedies so i tried to make this list a little bit of a cross-section of picking kind of five movies in different different genres so i wasn't just on the uh the drama train um and then i went through AV Club had a list of the hundred best movies of the decade. Oh, um, so I scrolled through that, and there were about seventy that I had not seen. <laughs> like a huge list of you know, it's like AV Club, so they're finding stuff that's that's um, somewhat obscure in some respects. But that also just helped me come up with a few a few new ones as well. Um, so my number five mm-hmm. is I I had to get a sports movie in. Okay. There were not a lot of great sports movies this yep. decade. And by not a lot, I mean there might have been just this one. Um, so my fifth favorite movie of this decade is Creed, which I don't think you saw. No, I, I did not. Myself, which has Michael B. Jordan, who is one of my favorite actors. Um, and like a really good... Is he good, in Parenthood? Yes, he plays the... He plays, um, Hallie's, Pat, boyfriend. Hallie's boyfriend. Hattie's boyfriend. Hattie's yeah. boyfriend. Yeah, he's also in. He's in. A, he's in Friday Night Lights. He's in uh, uh, a ton of stuff. Um, so Creed is my is my fifth favorite. I wanted to get a sports movie in there, and it felt like if I was going to have a sports movie, it also had to be the fifth on my list of movies. Um, it's part of the Rocky world. Just a really, I love Michael B. Jordan. I think he's great. The fighting scenes are awesome. I think I watched this one by myself as well. Was there a love component to it? Yeah. So then there's a girl that he's chasing that um, that Creed is chasing. It's his Adrian. Um, his Adrian. Yep. Um, and she's obviously you know reluctant and, and isn't quite ready to to have him as a as a boyfriend. Uh, he's got to earn her love. Um, yeah. And Sly Stallone is great in it. Is he the trainer? He is. He is a reluctant trainer, and mm. um, yeah, it's just a really good. Like the scenes are great, the fighting is great. It's realistic. It's a and good you would story. watch it again. And I would. I think I have watched it a couple times. Yeah, I think I've watched it twice, and uh, it made me want a box. I think. I <laughs> it, wait, hold on, hold on. Is this when you told me that you were going to start kickboxing? No, not kickboxing. You... I wanted to join title boxing. I kind of had myself. But I thought that up. was kickboxing. No, it's you can do like, regular you can do boxing. Bo- like just boxing. Oh my gosh! Really. Now I know what motivated it. It sounded like it just came out of nowhere. All of a sudden, you were like, "I want to box. I want to do title yeah. boxing." Well, it was also. I after, thought it was, you were like, "I think it'd be a great out a workout." Well, it was, was. It was while I was training for a marathon, and I was 
just sick of running and figuring I need to find something else to do after I was done with the marathon. And it's winter and cold out, but I never got around to it, but it made me want to. And there's always 2020. Great. There's always new year, new you. New year. Um, so that's my number five. Great. Well, in the same uh, vein, I have a sports movie as well as my number five. Okay. And I did not do it for the same reason. Oh, I, okay. Go ahead. You already know it. I think I, I think I do know it. I was I, gonna make a joke, and then I realized the joke was gonna ring true. <laughs> <laughs> That's so mean. Well, no, it's not mean. I was just gonna make a figure skating reference. Yeah, because my fifth movie is I, I Tanya, Tanya with Margot Robbie. So first of all, there are several outstanding scenes in this movie that are awkward and hilarious. I, there's a lot of there's a big comedy component to this movie, but uh, it also is fascinating to me because it's a story of something that I hardly remember because I was so young when it happened, but it just took up so much news space that even though I was a little kid who didn't watch the news, I knew the story and I didn't know, like I, I was amazed watching the movie and realizing how much of the story I had wrong. I always thought Tanya Harding was the one who hit Nancy Kerrigan. Right. With the whatever she, whatever rod she had. Yeah. I thought that she physically did it. No. Yeah. That's how you remembered it. That's how I, I mean, remembered it. Because you would have been seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what year did it happen? 92? Yeah. Maybe 91. Um, I feel like I was in kindergarten like when, when the, it happened. When the Olympics, but it was the 92 Olympics. Maybe I was seven. Yeah. I guess I would have been. For some reason, I thought I was only in kindergarten. But regardless, the story itself was, I just, uh, I had this idea of like Nancy Kerrigan being this uh, little like sad princess and Tanya Harding was kind of this chubby, like girthier, rough around the edges girl. And really it was just the media was terrible to Tanya Harding. (laughs) They were really mean to her. And the judges weren't fair. And it kind of, I like how the story gave a, a different depiction of Tanya Harding than I'd ever grown up with. And I just also enjoyed the acting. What, who is the, what is the name of the woman who plays Tanya's mom? Oh, yeah. God, I can't remember, I can't her, remember name? her name. But she she's is a, she's so good. She's so, so good. And at the end of the movie, because we went to the theater to see it, um, that was when we had movie pass. And at the end, they were rolling the credits. And I remember they showed, like, the real people side by side to the actors in the film. And they did such a... The makeup people and costume people did a fantastic job. Yeah. So I miss... So I got my timeline wrong. It was 94 Olympics is when... Whoa, so I was older. You were a little older. Yeah. It was the 94. She... So... Harding won the U.S. championship in 94, but she was stripped of her title and then um, vacated the title following an investigation of the attack on Nancy Kerrigan. And then she remained a member of the U.S. ice skating team in 94 and skated and had like, couldn't, she was, had a meltdown on the ice and her, her lace broke. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of like this really awful. I remember, I remember watching that. I was eleven, 
and we were living in California, but the whole, you know, like I was born in Boston. And so Nancy Kerrigan was this person who, you know, it was a hometown. Like you, yeah. Right. It yeah. was kind of a big deal that she was such a great skater. She used to train in the place where I ended up learning how to ice skate when we moved back. Um, but anyways, yes, people don't like that movie because they think it makes Harding look like a sympathetic character. Yeah, it just makes her feel human. When in truth, maybe she wasn't, and you know, she was just sur- maybe she was surrounded by a bunch of oafs who she went really- into this by themselves. Or I'm, I, let's just say I didn't take any of the movie to fact. I don't. I don't think anybody truly knows what happened and who was to blame for the incident. A hundred percent to blame. Right. Uh, no one can really prove that other than the people who were involved. Um, but it was interesting to see such a fine piece of movie art put together about this time period and an event that I remember and didn't remember accurately anyway. Uh, so it was just, it was a, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was very funny. I thought it was well done. And it's one of those movies that if it's on TV and it's on a certain scene, I will definitely stop to watch it. Yeah. Good. Um, good sports movie pull. Also another movie with really good sports scenes. Mm-hmm. The skating scenes in that are we saw it in the theater and they were they were excellent. Like they were really, really well done. They were they were not they did not feel fake or and not I, at all. And I think it's because people. Margot Robbie had to like really. I don't know that she. I mean, obviously, she didn't become a world class figure skater, but I believe she had to really train for that role. She wore a lot of extra padding. On her, because she needed the girl, like she needed the extra width to her. I mean, she's kind of a, she's kind of a thin person. Yeah, and Harding was Harding could do all those jumps because she was very strong in she her had strong in her legs. legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had extra padding in her legs, which also helped in the case when she fell down from filming the scenes. You know, because she would hit the ice several times yeah. when she was filming. Yeah. But they were trying. I mean, she was really trying to make an attempt at doing a lot of that stuff herself. Yeah. Good pick. Yeah. Good pick. That was a good movie. Uh, you're number four. My mo- Wait, I just went. I know. So we're going to snake back and forth. <sighs> Gone Girl. Gone Girl. That was on my list. That was an honorable mention for me. Gone Girl came out in 2014. Yep. Uh, it was... It was, a re- it was the first movie that... I watched where I thought, you know what? That movie was almost as, that was pretty much just as good as the book. Almost as good as the book. It's really hard when you, when you devour a book and Gone Girl, I I read it in one night. I like just read, I plowed through that book and it was so good. The, uh, the writing is fast paced. So it just kind of lends itself to reading it in like a sitting if you are really devoted. Well, as soon as you get to that first big reveal too, you just... You can't, you can't stop. Then you're, you right, cannot you're stop. Yep. So I read it. I devoured it. I really loved the book so much. And when the movie came out, I thought, oh, here we go. Like typically these movies come out and they miss, they just don't hit the mark. They don't do a great job of portraying the internal thoughts of the characters and the motivations of the characters, as well as when you get that sense from when you're reading it from their perspective, especially a book that was written in the first it's kind of written from each perspective. It alternates perspectives. Right. Um, and I, th- I thought they did a great job. I mean. Well, 
It's David bad. Fincher. Right, it's David Fincher. So, so they hired the right course. guy to do it. Yeah. And it has that David Fincher vibe. Okay, my one, so this was on, this was an honorable mention, and I didn't put it on my list because the whole like book to movie thing, um, I wanted to, I, I don't know, I just didn't want to. You want an original movie? I want, yeah, I just didn't feel, I didn't feel like I wanted to put it on my list. If this movie had a different lead actress. Mm, you don't like her? No. Rosamund Pike is mm-hmm. her name. And she She's just, tough. She just was, I don't know, underwhelming. And people love her. People, people love her, but she just, she was not, she was not the person I pictured. Who did you picture? I don't even, I don't know. Not her. I see. I, uh, when I read the book, I was picturing, um, oh my God, what is her real name? Emily Blunt. Okay. But I think it's just because I also was obsessed with The Devil Wears Parada and Emily Blunt's in that. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, I don't know, visually, that's just who I was picturing. Yeah. So definitely, I didn't, I didn't have as much of an issue with the lead actresses as, as you did, but um, I just thought the, the writing of the script, the screenplay was great. I mean, they did a fantastic job of translating that book, I think. Yeah, because it could have gotten, could have gotten pretty. Yeah, and they, it's also hard sometimes to... Uh, when you've already read the book and a lot of people had before they went to see the movie, how do you keep the suspense building to where even though they know what's going to happen, they don't feel like they know what's going to happen? That, that movie did a, I don't know how to really put it into words, but I felt anxious the entire time that I was watching it, even though I've already read the book. Yeah. So, and that's probably Fincher and maybe to, to some respect to the actors and how they can hold a scene too yeah yeah that's a good point i don't know how there was always the feeling like they were gonna skew from something in the book like yes i was like oh they're gonna do something that i'm not expecting just to do it yep yep but i think they could have and i might have bought it (laughs) Mm -hmm. they did you know it was good enough that they could have done something the ending of that movie and the book Poor Neil Patrick Harris. Well, that, and then, like, the the complete, the whole ending um, is, I guess it's fine. It's unsatisfying. It's a little unsatisfying, which is fine. That's, I actually think more stories should end at, and. Right, that's my issue with three billboards, bit, is it's unsatisfying, but it's actually realistic. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, all right, my number four is a, I had to, felt like. There needed to be one animated something in here. Okay. So I chose um, Into the Spider-Verse as my fourth favorite movie of the decade. I'm not quite sure if it would fit in my top five if I wasn't trying to just kind of live within my rules. But it is a rewatchable movie with great voices. (laughs) Um, John Mulaney makes an appearance, which we both loved. Mm-hmm. And the soundtrack is really good. The animation is beautiful. And it's a great spinoff of this entire train of Spider-Man stuff that has been created in the last, like, Spider-Man movies have been coming out. 
I would say for the last 20 years now at this point, like Tobey Maguire being Spider-Man, maybe 15 years, but like Superbad came out in 2007. I think about Superbad as a movie that hasn't been out that long. I would imagine the Spider-Man movies came out before those. That's probably true. I never really watched any of them, although that was Tobey Maguire's first real claim to fame as Spider-Man, right? I think so. He might have been in some other stuff, maybe some TV stuff. I but do have a side note about Tobey Maguire. Into but. the Spider-Verse, I just really liked. We watched it um, this summer, some night we were looking for something to watch, and I really liked it. I wish I had seen it in the theaters, which is kind of another good barometer of a movie. If you're sitting watching it at home, you're thinking like, oh, I wish I was with a group of other people or watching this just on a big screen. Because mm-hmm. even as an animated movie... I enjoyed it. Yeah, it feels like this would this would have been great on a big the screen. The soundtrack was also fun. The soundtrack is great. Yeah. Um, the story is great. And yeah, so that's my number. That's my number four. I wanted to get an animated movie in. And that, in my mind, was my favorite. More than Toy Story 3, which came out in 2010. Um, and Frozen. And Frozen. But that was my, that's my favorite one. I like it. Wonderful. Well, I just realized that I've highlighted six movies. Great. So I have to figure out. Do you want to do a bonus one right now? Do you want to just throw a bonus one in there? I'm going to throw a bonus one in. Speaking of comedy and spreading it around. Well, I know you said animated, but I feel like I needed a comedy, a true comedy. So I thought about this and it has the rewatchable ness to it okay and we also went to see it oh god i'm gonna i hope we went to see it in the theater because i have memories of seeing it in the theater um game night (laughs) that's that's your bonus it's my bonus okay Okay. and i is that why you mentioned um Michael Bateman? Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman? Is that why you mentioned Jason Bateman Yeah, too? because... You completely threw me off guard. <laughs> it's like that guy hasn't been in really any movies. Well, he was in a bunch of movies, I think, just prior to 2010. Wasn't he? Yeah, we're talking about this decade. I know. That's why I'm saying I'm terrible at that game. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So, we went to the theater to see we it. We did see it, yeah. We sat in like the second row. It's ridiculous. Yep. Kyle Chandler's character is hilarious. Kyle Chandler's in it. Um, Rachel McAdams is in it. Yep, Jason Bateman's in it. And then um, there's a guy, I think his name is Jason. You keep talking. Go ahead. Uh, it's an absurd comedy that I don't know if anybody has, anybody listening has seen it, but you, I highly recommend it. Um, the reason I, I think I enjoyed it so much is because when we saw the preview and we went to go to the theater to see it, I was under the impression that it was going to be this typical run-of-the-mill, like, goofball, over-the-top comedy that, you know, doesn't really go anywhere or have a point. Just like a mindless, dumb comedy. And it has that at the surface level, but then as you're watching it and this, the story keeps evolving, um, there's... The, the writing is very witty. There's a lot of like really hilarious one-liners. There are some awkward uh, scenes where you start to feel a little bit uncomfortable between what's going on with the characters. And then you find it, you know, whatever. It's, uh, it's just such a, 
it's such a bizarre it's like such a funny movie that I could I could actually sit and rewatch it several times I think I'll, it'll have rewatchability for a long time for me yeah so the other guy in it well Michael C. Hall is in it oh yeah yeah Jesse Plemons is I mean, in it it's and got people a great have, cast people have watched Breaking Bad or Friday Night Lights they know who Jesse Plemons is he was the one who plays the cop like the weird yeah. next door neighbor cop um so that and Chelsea Peretti's in it. So that movie also reminds me of a movie that's way out of this decade, um, and we've talked about it a couple of times in the last like month with people. Is the man who knew too little? Yes. It has the same that's, vibe okay. where where you have like this thing that's set up, and people think they're part of a game, and then they're not. They're part. This is like a real life Ex- thing going on, and they're kind of like fumbling their way through what they think is a game, and it's exactly. Not. So that's I actually wrote that in my notes. I wrote this movie is kind of a throwback to the old '80s action comedies that are so over the top, but it's somehow it's still its own thing. So it's like paying tribute to movies like The Man Who Knew Too Little, where yeah. you it comes in under the pretense of something else. And even the whole storyline is directed that way. And then it, it, while it gets wildly out of hand and it, keep, it keeps escalating to the point of like ridiculousness. Um, it's such, it's yeah, really it's funny. Good. It's worth watching. It's, it's definitely like good, worth watching. Yeah, it's a good, if you're flipping through channels or it's free on something, it's a good watch. So that's my bonus. Great. Good bonus. Good break. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll give you my true number three okay. once you're ready. Um, I'm, I'm ready. Wait for your for you to go. You, you need my number three. So my number three is a comedy. Do you have a bonus up that you now, want to cover now too? Now I have to make sure um, that it actually. I'm having doubts. Okay, bridesmaids. You don't know if, you don't know if it's a comedy. <gasps> bridesmaids is my third. Sean, we have one in common. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna, if I think if you're gonna have a comedy on here, um, bridesmaids came out in 2011. Uh, just kind of like shoved a lot of very funny women into the uh, just into everyone's consciousness um a really funny movie that does not blend into or try to take pieces from movies that were that had traditionally been like a male movie right this isn't Mm -hmm. ghostbusters being remade um, or even like Booksmart. We watched Booksmart a couple weeks ago. Loved Booksmart, but the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, this is this is mm. just a this is a super bad kind of. Yeah, it's a female version of super bad. Yeah, and I loved it. Booksmart is a great movie, and everyone should watch it. It is outstanding. Bridesmaids, you don't it watch was... it, and you don't think like even a movie. If you want to, if you want to argue that it's like The Hangover, you can get the hell out of here. It's it it's, is its own thing. It's its own thing. It is so funny. It is so good. Um, there it, are just so many good little scenes. It, it's so quotable. It's one of the most quotable movies, I think, of the decade. Like, of when in that category. Yeah. Like the Mexican restaurant and then into the dress. <sighs> the, sorry. Into the, um, the dress. Yes. Uh, Maya Rudolph. Oh, my God. Yep. She is, I mean, Kristen Wiig, Maya Rudolph. Like, even, oh, it's just... They're, uh, yeah, I mean, everyone knows the quotes. You don't have to even express, like, the, the drunk scene on the plane is one of my all-time favorite Kristen Wiig moments when she's talking about being in coach class because she can't afford being in first class with other people. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And she's so drunk. Yep. Rebel Wilson is great. Oh, Rebel Wilson. I forgot about her. Yeah. Yep. She's wonderful. Yep. Yeah. So I really, wish... really good movie. A lot of just good scenes. It's 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 a movie that... Would... And it has a song in it that everyone, every female can relate to. You talk, what are you talking about? You know the song at uh, the end. Can you, can you sing it? No, I think it violates copyright law. <laughs> <laughs> Hold <Yeah>. on. <laughs> Everyone knows Hold On. Yeah. By, uh, uh, it's a Hollow Notes. Not Hollow No, it's a, one of the kid. One of the Hollow Notes' kids. One of the two of them. Anyways, Bridesmaid is my number three. What number was it for you? Two. It's number two. Okay. So we're, we, we're going to talk about nine movies instead of ten but that's so also that was the first movie that i that what's his uh what's his name came on my radar guy irish dude what's his name irish dude you know um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh god he was so cute and i was like ooh, i like i like his accent yeah is it not gerard that's not gerard no. he was in ps i love you um oh what is that guy's name he's so cute and kind of chubby has Facial hair, but Chris O'Dowd. Yes, Chris O'Dowd plays the cop. He plays the yeah, cop. I forgot he was in it. And the Kristen Wiig love interest as yep. well. Yep, Rose Byrne is in it. Like, it, yeah, it's yeah. Just, Rose Byrne's character yeah. is perfect. Yeah, the scene, the the wedding shower scene is with the puppy. With everyone gets a puppy. <laughs> it's just it's so great. Oh. And the meltdown um, oh. where she jumps in the fountain. Yeah, so that's my that's my number three. I, I wanted to make sure I got a comedy in there, and that felt like that, that is was my that was my spot on comedy from the from the decade. Uh, yeah, that one was my number two. But to go back to my number three, I wanted to make sure, and I don't think Bridesmaids necessarily counted as a rom com. It's a comedy. It's just a straight up comedy. Um, so I wanted to get a rom com. So I'm gonna bring you through my selection process here are the rom-coms from the last decade that i've actually seen oh my gosh this is like a whole new podcast crazy stupid love okay great movie yes that came out in 2011 yep friends with benefits justin timberlake mila kunis okay also really good movie but you know not critically acclaimed or anything um so that one i've seen and that oh, in the Big Sick in 2017. Yep, Netflix show, Netflix Netflix movie, which I actually wrote down in my yeah. So that was my maybe a, is a Netflix yeah, movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it's a then really good movie. this one I'm not sure if it's a Netflix movie or not. Crazy Rich Asians. You don't think it's a rom com? That is a rom com. Oh. That's actually what oh, I'm picking no, for my that, number that's three. Not a, that's not a Netflix movie. That was that is a movie. That okay. is a in the theaters. Yes. Full throated. That so that so out of those out of the big sick out of crazy rich Asians out of crazy stupid love, and whatever the other one friends with benefits, I'm I'm going with crazy rich Asians. Okay. It was so good, and so just entertaining and it had that timeless aspect of this is going to be a romantic comedy that tra- that is watchable for the next couple decades I think it's going to be one of those timeless rom-coms like a When Harry Met Sally well it kind of captures a time 
as well, like different than Harry Met Sally, but just the opulence and the kind of over the top. Yes. Notions within the movie. Um, I think people will look back, and I don't know if I don't know if that makes it timeless, but it will definitely make it a movie that kind of stamped its. It's got a very firm like 2018 stamp on it. Yes. Um, right. That's probably when it came out. Yeah. 17. Yeah. It's a good movie. I really liked it. Yeah. So I had to, and I, but I also really loved Crazy Stupid Love. Also a book, right? Crazy Rich Asians is also a book. Yes, it is also. So that's a your book. second movie book. I know. Clearly, I'm a reader. Did you read the book? I did. Oh, you did before the movie. Ye- I don't think I read it before the movie. Okay. No. Before read you saw it. the movie. I read it after I saw the movie. Because okay. actually, so the book kept getting recommended to me by Kindle, and I was like, stop it, Kindle. I'm not interested in this book. And then I saw the movie, and I loved it, and I was like, now I want to read the book. So it was one of those. Yeah. Another movie that we, at least I didn't see, and did you see it in the theaters? I think we just watched it together here one night. Crazy Rich Asians? Yeah. I watched it on a plane, and I didn't get to finish That's it. That's right. And then we watched it together here another yeah. movie that you it's a good movie when you're watching it on your tv and you're thinking in the back of your head like oh this would have been a good one to see in the theater it would have not be, i mean it's it's a it's a rom-com but the it's stunning the footage singapore yeah, and the like the the big wide shots of singapore um are stunning um would have been would have been good to see maybe in the theater but it's too late maybe that's a Maybe that's a rent the small movie theater. <laughs> yeah, and watch Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. Um, all right, I think you have to give your number two. I already told oh, you. Oh, your number two is Bridesmaids. Okay. If your number one's my number, if your number two is my number one, I'm gonna be really upset. I don't think. I don't think we're gonna have the same last. Okay. So you have one movie left. Yeah. Okay. So my number two is Dark Knight Rises, Ooh. which is the last of the Batman series is the only one that was made in this decade. It is the one with Bane. Um, stadium blows up. There's an awesome plane heist at the very beginning. It is a movie I saw with my brother. I feel like I saw it with my brother at midnight when it opened. Like we. What year was that? 2012. Um, this was pre-Tiffany. Pre-Tiff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if not midnight, very late, you know, the night it came out <clears throat> in IMAX at the Jordans in Reading, Massachusetts. And, I mean, it's awesome. It's the last one. I'd say it's not my favorite of the Batman movies because you have the one with Heath Ledger playing Joker that came out in the 2000s. Did you ever see Dark Knight Rises? Well, so I'm trying to remember because so I came with, the, with you the, and the Ryan. The bad guy who has the mask on his face, Bane, yeah. and he's like shaved head. But it's not with Two-Face. That's the other one. And it's not with Two-Face. So Two-Face is created in the one with the one with the Joker. Yeah. And then... I Sean, I might have gone to Jordan's to see this with you. It, was it, it at have, Christmas time? It might have come out just after or we met. Or Thanksgiving? Yeah, it might have come out just after we met. It wouldn't have been Thanksgiving because I didn't spend Thanksgiving with your family that year. Yeah. But. Could have been around the holidays. Around the holidays. I remember going to see a movie at IMAX at the Jordan's Theater with you and your brother. Yeah. 
but I don't know if it was no, that, it was that one. one. It might have been something different. Interstellar, we saw. That, that was that's the movie I'm thinking of. Yeah. Interstellar. Yeah, we saw that around. That oh, was, that didn't that even make my list. That made my list. It didn't make my list. It didn't make my right. List. It didn't make the final cut. But it was on my list. Yeah, that's a great movie. Um, so Dark Knight Rises is is a great, good ending to a good little stretch of Christian Bale Batman. Mm-hmm. Not the best of the bunch, but in my mind, it's one of my favorite movies of the decade. Rewatchable. Glad I saw it in IMAX. I was pumped to see it. Like yeah, all those you, movies that you the, were looking the forward to it. it was probably the biggest buildup of any movie outside of probably like Harry, the Harry Potters, which was another another one. Um, anyways, that's my number two. I'm shocked that none of the Harry Potters have made your list so far. They don't make my list. Is that just because of the book thing? Yeah. The books were so much better than the movies. Ah, uh, see? That's typically what books happens. Books were so much better. Okay. Your number one? My number one is The Town. <laughs> the How, Town? The irony. We're, I know. But we're, feel, we're, we're doing this in The Town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're in Charlestown right the now. The Town came out in 2010. Yep. I was worried it was going to affect my property value. <laughs> it, uh, I just bought my apartment in Charlestown. It uh, it came. It was one. It was being filmed the first year that I lived here, because I remember being at Fenway when Fenway was taped off, and they were doing some action scenes there. Okay. Um. So it was one of the first movies. I mean, you have to keep in mind that I was before living in Boston. I was living in Columbus. Ohio and not a lot of movies were filmed there so it was very exciting to me that I was living in a city that was having a movie filmed Mm -hmm. and I was it was on my radar ahead of time and then when I saw the movie I was like this movie is so good and also I'm never going to Charlestown (laughs) <laughs> look at you now. And now look <laughs> at me. I live here. You got married in Charlestown. I am such a townie now. I'm Blake Lively. <laughs> Not really, but you know what I mean. I This is your favorite movie of the whole decade. Of the whole decade. I am blown away. You know why? Because of all these movies, and I have a list of about 25 different movies that I uh, from the last decade on this uh, here in front of me. Yeah. Of all of them, this is the one I have seen the most times. I okay. think I've seen this movie over ten times. Yep, I mean, great, completely through. Great cast. Rewatched it. You got John Hamm. God, I love John Hamm. Yeah, you your your Vitamin J. You got Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Blake um, Lively, who I also Blake have somewhat Lively. of a girl crush on. Yep, she's amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Who's and the that girl? guy, the guy who scares me, the scary dude. What's his name? You know, the guy who's like the fucked up. Oh, whoops. Bleep that out. It's the guy who, you know, he looks like a, he looks like he lives here. <laughs> he looks like he, he lives across the street from yeah. us. Not like in real life, but you in the way. you Jeremy Renner? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Jim. <laughs> yeah, she told me I was a real gem. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah, I can't believe the town. Great car. Great car chase scenes. Oh, yeah. And later I would find out that I would be living on one of the streets that they, you can see my front door go past. In the North End. Yeah, when, when I lived in the North, North End. End. Yep. That, that uh, big bank heist scene, they're robbing a real life laundromat. Yeah. It's not a bank. It's a laundromat. 
Yeah, really good movie. If you if you want like a real good hard deep dive in the town, I would recommend everybody listen to the rewatchables on the Ringer. It's like a two hour long podcast that really <laughs> I think I think they watch the town. I mean, they must have watched it five times each to talk about it the way they talk about it. It's outstanding. And Bill Simmons lived in Charlestown in the two thousands, and him and Ryan Rosillo have some great. <laughs> some great stories but there's there's yeah there's definitely places that we uh we live near and have have had beers in that they filmed um some of those scenes in and great movie wow i can't believe that's your first pick you know what's amazing is my first movie also is set in massachusetts is it the fighter no that's a great that's a good movie i saw that movie in the lowell cinema Ooh. Yeah, well, that's like... That's, How was that shared human experience? Place. It was great. That's where I had to see movies when I was living, uh, growing up. <clears throat> so you, that's your first guess for movies set in this? Give me a second. Another hint. A director on your list directed this movie Bit. on my list. Gone Baby Gone? No, I think that's older. That's not in this decade. Oh, um, the Departed. It's not this decade either. See, I am so <laughs> bad at this. All of my greatest my movies movie is, this are movie pre-2010. Is right on the cusp. It's a 2010 movie. Social Network is my favorite. <gasps> I had that on here. <clears throat> yeah, but you know what? The, the Social decade. Network I only watched one time. Yeah. I've, I, so you that's were why it didn't win. I, I, I own that DVD. Um, I just really... Love that movie. I think over time, that movie has proven to be more and more true and realistic as we watch Mark Zuckerberg like flounder and deal with a lot of stuff at the end of this decade that he was challenging at the beginning of the decade when this movie came out and made him look a little bit like a jerk. Um, a lot of that now is <clears throat> seeming more true. It's David Fincher. You know, I think he's, he's a winner. The, he's the best. He's yeah. great. Mindhunter. I just love all. I love him. Um, God, Mindhunter. I love. Ugh. Jesse Eisenberg is really great in yeah. Social Network. Um, the guy who plays both Winklevoss Vinkel, twins is is pretty great. Something no, the hammer. movie. The movie is really. I maybe I should go back and rewatch it. Oh my I God, only it's watched so good. it the one time, and I think I actually went to the theater. I it. saw it in theaters. Do you remember the like the first scene of that movie where he is breaking up with his girlfriend in yes. the bar? Yeah. And it's like ten minutes long. Yeah. Is so is so good. Yeah. Like, Uncomfortably so good. good. Yep. It's really good. So that's my that is my favorite movie. That was on my decade. list. I just um, I also felt like having gone through, I got like my comic book movie in with Dark Knight. It does not fit into the Marvel universe, which I have no interest in. Um, I had my, I had my comedy, I had my sports movie, I had my animation, animated movie. This is kind of like my, not quite a biopic, but you know, my true, my true life kind of movie, which I think you have one too. I, Tanya is, you know, your version of that. Yeah. It's like, it, it describes a historical moment yeah. that yeah. you can go back and watch again. And yeah, it's a period piece, oddly enough. Yeah. Yeah, but I loved I love that movie. Um, so that's my that's my so, number one. 
Okay. Were there any movies as you were doing your analysis, were there any movies that came up that you hadn't seen that you thought, oh, you know what? Maybe if I had seen that movie, they might be on my list because I've heard good things. I love the trailer. I had always intended to see it and I just never saw it. Like a movie that you wish you could say you saw. Um, yeah. And if you give me one sec, because I was as I was looking through the Oscar stuff, Black Panther, I have never seen, which mm. is which is a shame. Yeah. Um, Vice. Yeah. Black Klansman is another good one on the list that I have seen that I really liked. Free Solo. Um, I have no desire to see that. I think that'll just make me nervous <laughs> the entire time. Uh, that's just a list from a couple years ago as I look through. I'm just looking through like the ones that were on the... But those movies stand out to me at least as... I mean, I haven't watched The Irishman yet, but the more I hear about it, the less I really feel like I need to see it. Well, <laughs> it's a long movie. It's huge, and people, I don't know, people are kind of lukewarm on it at this point. Um, I never saw Gravity. Mm. People really liked Gravity. And um, I didn't really watch a lot of the Marvel movies, which I, I like. Know. it doesn't really bother me, but I also feel like I'm on the outside of a club of people that... I I just, I think I'm automatically, mm, no, I shouldn't say that. I think I care less about things when other, when masses of people, like 4 billion people, um, are obsessive or into it. I'm just like. contrarian in you, which I think is like a natural thing for people. Like, eh, I don't need to see it. 4 billion people are going to go see it. Yeah. And I don't know why I'm getting $4 billion. It's $4 billion that it made. Yeah. <laughs> Not $4 billion views. Yeah, or $2 billion per movie. Right. Yes. A huge, a huge, uh, amount, a of huge amount of people. Um, um, so, okay. When I was you? doing my research, I, re- I came across a movie that when I had seen the trailer, I wanted to see badly because there's a person who stars in it and also who wrote the screenplay that I think is one of the funniest people. Steve Coogan. Mm-hmm was in a movie and he wrote the screenplay for this movie called Philomena back yep. in 2013. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And remember, I think I had, we had looked at the trailer and we were going to watch it and we just never, for some reason, we didn't, we just never watched it. Yeah, I think it's, it cuts pretty deep. It's, uh, well, it's like a little bit close to home. It's an Irish, as, yeah. so the movie is actually billed as a comedy and a drama. And I mean, Steve Coogan is a, is he's a comedian. I mean, he's funny. He's a he, this is a guy who did the trip, the all three trip movies. Um, he's also in one of my personal favorite favorites, Hamlet too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just really kind he's of a, hilarious. he's an oddball uh, comic. Um, so this movie was about an Irish woman who sadly was forced to give up her baby for adoption. Um, I think she ended up pregnant out of wedlock and went to live with nuns and the nuns took the baby from her and then sold the baby. Well, she didn't know that the baby was sold, but essentially her, she was separated from her kid at a young age and then never knew what happened to her kid. And then meets Steve Coogan, who I think is some sort of investigative journalist or I don't know, and he's in kind of a weird place in his life, and so he agrees to help her investigate and figure out what happened to her yeah. kid. And that's that's essentially the premise of the movie. But I've 
it was one of those that I thought, oh my God, I had, I meant to watch that. I mean, it's Judy Dench and Steve Coogan and it's set in Ireland. Yep. And I think it ends up taking you partly to America, but it's based on a book, I guess, but uh, yeah. so Coogan adapted the screenplay. Yep. Um, anyway. Yeah. So that one was on my list of, okay, I need to go back and try to watch that. Yeah. Well, and Brooklyn's another one. Brooklyn, another the Irish. The book is outstanding. Yeah, that's that's tough because if you <clears throat> if you read the book and you know how great the book is, it's hard. I mean, that's why I was hesitant to even watch Gone Girl. Yep. All right. Okay. Honorable mentions. I've just got my list of other movies that I wrote down. Okay. So maybe you go, I go. Wolf of Wall Street. Ooh. That Twenty thirteen. My list. Um, Inception. Oh, that was on my list. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a good one. Um, the Imitation Game. Do you remember that? I think we saw that in the theater. Yeah, I don't remember any of it. So the Imitation Game had Benedict Cumberbatch in it and Kira Knightley. Oh, uh, we didn't see it in the theaters, but I know I. I Where did that's we a World see War it? II. Yeah. yeah, he was like a de- he was a coder. He was a he coder. Was a yep. Are you sure we didn't see it in the theater? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I thought we saw it at Kendall Square. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Good movie. Um, and it was that was in the uh, the throes of your Benedict Cumberbatch mm-hmm. fascination. Yep. Um, Interstellar. Oh yeah. Yep. Midnight in Paris. Mm. I didn't put that on my list, but it's. it's I rewatch it. I mean, yep. it's a rewatchable for me. Uh, American Hustle. Ooh, I liked that one. Very good. Uh, the Help. Mm. But that was also based on a book, mm-hmm. and I liked the book a lot more. Mm-hmm. Twelve Years a Slave. Mm, yeah, that was a tough one. We watched that in the theater. Yeah, that was a, that was a tough one. But uh, that's uh, what's what? How do you say her name? Lupita Longo. Yeah. Yep. She was. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. You're next. Oh, Another the Lincoln honor. lawyer. Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> of course. I have to have Matthew. I have to have yeah. one Matthew McConaughey. Is that film. a 2010 movie? It was t- 2011. Okay. Uh, Dunkirk. Yep. Dunkirk I have on my list. Yep. You'd be so proud. It was a good movie. It was an intense. I was really stressed out. So, yeah. It was It was another one we watched and I, I was kicking myself that we didn't see it in the theaters. It's really just beautifully shot and intense. Uh, the Edge of Seventeen. Oh. 2016 with Woody Harrelson, Kara Sedgwick, Haley Steinfeld. And Matt, uh, what's the guy's name? Teller. Oh. Teller's in that too. Isn't that his name? Teller. Teller. The guy, the, the guy who's, 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 look it up. Look it up. Is, yeah, it's Matt Teller or something Teller. I'm going to, I'll give you my next few. Um, Big Sick was on my list. Yeah, I had that on mine. Eighth grade. Eighth grade. Eighth grade. That was a Netflix movie, wasn't it? No. Nope. No. That was an, just an indie movie. Her. Oh, wow. See, that one bothered me. I liked that movie. Moonrise Kingdom. Have no Wes idea. Wes Anderson. <laughs> idea. <laughs> That's a Wes Anderson. Boyhood, I had on my list. Who are you talking about, Teller? In Edge of Seventeen? Edge of maybe maybe he's not in it. Maybe he's in another movie with, with uh, Haley Steinfeld. I'm thinking of a different movie. 
I'm thinking of a different movie. Miles Teller? Miles Teller. And he is in he's in something else with Haley Steinfeld that we've watched where they're like Whiplash, War Dogs. No. Spectacular Now. Yeah, Spectacular Now. Okay. Yeah. My apologies. I do like Miles Teller, even though I didn't know his first name. Um <laughs> <laughs> Young Adult. Oh, that was with um who's the hot blonde? Charlize. Charlize Theron. Yep. Really good movie. Book Smart. Book Smart, another great one. That's the end of my I had Into the Woods. Really? Which, yeah, I mean... Okay. It wasn't. It didn't make my final cut, yeah, but yeah, I put yeah. it on you there. You wrote it down? <laughs> uh, yeah, I had Into the Woods, uh, American Hustle, 12 Years of Slate. I had a lot of the same that you did. Argo, I had Argo, and Skyfall, but only because we went... I think our first date was to see the movie Skyfall in the theater. Um, I had already mentioned Crazy Stupid Love... Uh, did we talk about the fighter? We just well, you, you briefly. That was your guess. That's a good. Um, that's, a, that's a good one. Also, while I was doing my my research, I'm going to mention this. It's kind of an inside joke, but it will be an outside joke. So over the uh, Thanksgiving holiday, we were hanging out with friends, and one of the friends we were talking about favorite Christmas movies, and one of the friends said that their favorite Christmas movie. I sarcastically they said this was rare exports and we were all confused because none of us had ever heard of rare exports and we had to look it up and pull up the trailer well when i was looking up movies from 2010 this movie came up and surprisingly it had like a 6.9 rating but do you remember when when dan said that no i don't you don't remember that no and then i made everyone watch the trailer because it was horrific no the rare ex. So okay. I must have been out of the. You room. You might not have been in the room when this yeah. happened. We were talking about favorite Christmas movies, and Dan said that his was Rare Exports, and so I pulled up the trailer, and it's a it's a Christmas horror film. It is the most bizarre film trailer I've ever seen. Is it Finnish? Uh, I, yeah, I yeah, yeah, I think it was subtitled. Yeah. It's no, I did like, not watch it. It is a spooky, around. creepy horror movie that I think takes place around Christmas time. Um, anyway, yeah, he clearly... He wasn't dark fantasy horror thriller. Yeah, all of those words combined. Yeah. Um, but when I was researching 2010, like movies that came out, that movie came up and I thought, oh my God, this is so funny that we had just mentioned. This had just came up in conversation. Yeah. Um, well, everyone should go watch uh, Rare Exports in the Christmas, no, the please Christmas don't. season. Um, anyway, yeah, I think that's about it. Like really to the overall movies from this decade, not that great. There are better movies, I think from 2000 to 2009. Okay. Challenge the whole decade of movies, huh? Listen, I did, I did the homework (laughs) assignment. Yeah. Let's just rejoice in that. Yeah, that's great. Doesn't mean I had to like, I had to, you know, agree with it. I didn't ask you to agree with it. You just challenged a whole decade of movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any movies that you regret? I have I have a specific answer to this question, so I'm going to ask if you have one. I can tell a story. Do you have any movies that you regret seeing or wish you could, like, just can't believe you ended up seeing or the worst movie you saw? Any bad movie stories from the decade? Ooh. Movies that I wanted to walk out on? Sure. Mm. Yes. 
but I can't recall. Okay, I have one. Okay, maybe is it the same with me? Was it with no, me? No, I wasn't with you. I was at I was in um, I was at grad school for the summer, and we I went with Chris and like three other people from class, and we decided we'd see a tree of life with the tree of life. No idea what that is. So it is a movie that has no spoken words for the first 45 minutes of the movie. Um, Brad Pitt is in it, but he's not in it for the, until you get to 45 minutes. And I fought the urge to walk out, but I was with people that I like. I didn't know necessarily all that well. Um, and I was on the inside of like the five, the five of us. It wasn't convenient for you. It was not convenient. It would have been like just, I would have made a scene. It was in a tiny movie theater in Hanover, New Hampshire called The Nugget. It's, I mean, it, it, it's, it's a, a tiny, tiny place. And a couple people did walk out in the first 40 minutes of it. And then we sat through the whole thing and then it ended. And I have never experienced an ending of a movie when the lights come on. And everyone looked around and wondered, what was that? What just happened? What was that? Yes, I've like it was the most communal movie experience I've had outside of like you, you see horror movies and people are terrified. People just we all stood up and looked around and we were so confused and we were also like Everyone in there was like, I should have just walked out. I kept, I just stuck It was around. such a waste of time. Yeah, I think Jennifer Connelly might have been in it too. See, I think the only movie that I saw in a theater that I really was, well, there are two in my history that I can recall. And one of them is that movie Pan's Labyrinth, which I know everyone loves that movie. Love that movie. I, I couldn't get through it, but I stayed through the entire thing. And the the other movie I can't remember the name of. It's um, it's a Clint Eastwood movie, uh, which probably speaks to why I didn't really like it. Um, it was the movie with El Camino. Yes. Not El Camino. Um, What's that's the that's the Breaking Bad movie that just came out. But it's it's of that. It's like a yeah. He's an old a, grumpy old man living in Detroit. Yeah. Yep. I did not like that movie. Oh man, that movie's great too. You didn't like that, or or um, Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth. Man. I think maybe if I hadn't seen them in the theater, maybe I would have liked. You know, just something about it wasn't what I expected to see, and then I was stuck in a movie theater watching it with everybody. Right. Are you looking? I'm up looking the movie? up Gran Torino. Gran Torino. Gran Torino. Another car is a great movie. He just plays. He is what you were about an hour ago when you were complaining about people <laughs> in, in the, the movie, movie theater. theater. <laughs> yeah. Get off that my was lawn. Your, that was your Gran Torino moment. <laughs> Get off my lawn. When did that movie come out? That movie came out in 2008. That makes sense. Yep. Um, so you want to walk out of those two movies. But yeah. Tree of Life is was a mind-blowing, strange experience. Anyways, I think that's it. We've really, uh, really milked this for everything. Really, really only dipped our toes in this whole decade of movies. Yeah. We didn't even talk about any of the blockbusters like Harry Potter, Marvel. Yep. Um, There's too many of them. I know. We just There's didn't so even go into it, which I really appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm not a movie. I guess I'm just not a movie. 
I like movies, but I only like the movies that I like. I like what I like, and that's it. I think most people are in the same boat. Well, they no, because like other things. people can sometimes appreciate the art form, and they can appreciate the acting and this in the cinematography. And I'm I can appreciate those things on certain levels, but when it comes down to like my my all time five, I'm gonna go with the storyline that I thought was the best. I think most people, if you ask them to give you their favorite movies of the decade, they would all just give the ones that they like, no matter how many they've seen. I think you did a good job. Thank you. You're welcome. Bridesmaids, the Got crossover. A minus on this homework assignment. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What's our next topic? I don't know. We, we have, we We've have covered movies, left. TV, technology, and fashion. Music? We you haven't wanna, covered wanna, music yet? We haven't done music. You all right, music did, is next. All right, so next week, oh, man. we'll talk about music, and we are inching closer to 2020, and uh, we will talk at you about music next week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Follow us on Instagram. Shoot us an email. Uh, if you want any of that information, just listen to the first two minutes of this podcast. And good night. And good night. <laughs>